0: Forestier podcast, justice for Dennis Schroeder. We are here tonight to talk Lakers Warriors. We had a Sixers Celtics esque game two. It's one one. We are heading south, and yeah, it was a it was a weird game, but well, series is alive and well. How are you? I'm
1: good. Uh, I wish I was as strong as the 16 consecutive game streak of home teams winning game two after dropping game one. Uh, but few things are in this world.
0: Yep. Uh, anything stick out to you about tonight? Because it feels like we didn't get a chance to talk about game one on the pod, did we? No, not really. I mean that that feels like the game that gave us the most information. I I, I let's just start with who the who Darvin Ham is decided decided to roll with in game two because. I don't understand why D'Angelo Russell is playing more minutes than Dennis Schroeder. I just don't get it. I texted you during the game. Guarding D'Lo looks so fun. He's trying to stay in front of his own defender. Uh, (laughs) It it doesn't make sense to me just because if you're from a Lakers perspective, if you're going to win a title, make a run, win this series at the very least, like LeBron is going to be a great point guard you know like and he and it will be the heliocentric playoff LeBron even despite his age like that's the guy or else you're the run isn't happening anyway so yeah I I understand giving D'Lo a chance to find some confidence because yeah he's a really talented scorer and he always has been and he tricked me at Ohio State I thought he was gonna be a, a true stud uh And so, yeah, I I just think Dennis Schroeder fills their needs. Uh, He, you know, he can pressure the ball. He can, he can chase their shooters and he has a moxie about him in the playoffs. And, you know, his defense has been inconsistent throughout his career, but when he's locked in, which he has been for the Lakers recently, I think that he needs to be playing 30 minutes for them.
1: Yeah. I like the way they look with Schroeder more for sure. Um, He was the only Laker I believe that had a free throw attempt in the first half of this game after they took 29 free throws I believe in game one. Um, Whenever the Lakers are going into a game Anthony Davis and LeBron combining for zero first half free throw attempts is never a winning formula and AD had today one of his classic follow up a really good performance with a performance that makes people wonder on twitter is this ad's worst playoff game ever yeah and i feel like there have been maybe three or four of those these playoffs where you wonder if it's his worst playoff game ever um he was he made some impact on defense nothing close to what he was in game one and i think some of it was draymond defended him better than looney did in game one but i think another part of it was just he was it was one of those games where it seemed like both he and LeBron were gonna see is the jumper going tonight because I'd love to win that way and it was for LeBron at least in the first half for AD it was not and he didn't really seem to want to put in the effort to, to try to get things going around the basket yeah so yeah there's you know a lot of I think you could look at it from glass half full or glass half empty depending on your perspective for these first two games
0: yeah. Do you want to go rose colored glasses? You, oh, you, I'd love to. You said before the pod Max wants to uh, crack open an old segment, rose colored glasses, where he, we're just gonna think positively. Because as as proud as I was of our last episode, I listened back and I'm like, God, I am such a media dick. I just like I I talk shit about Tim BonTEMPS and then I come on and say all the things I don't like about all these amazing players. So let's go rose color for a moment.
1: Yeah, so rose-colored glasses, this is, you know, I've noticed after playoff losses, it's very easy for the team that lost or won, honestly, to say, well, we did all this stuff and still won. Or, you know, they did all this stuff and we lost, but that's not going to happen again. So, you know, starting with the Warriors fan rose-colored glasses, we've got the best player in the series, Steph Curry. We've been smoking hot from three, and they're giving us all the threes we want, trying to take them away. We've got – they've got LeBron, who's old. He's past his prime. He's not going to the rim like he used to anymore. Sure, they got us in game one. That was 48 hours after the end of a really hard-fought series against the Kings. We had to adjust to them. We got them in game two, totally kicked their ass. We're going to go down to L.A., steal one there, close this out in six. And uh, the Lakers just don't have the legs to stay with us in our pace in this series
0: yeah it's the great thing about a 1-1 series like this is rose-colored glasses are pretty fun, easy to do for both sides uh Lakers you got you rested your best guys we you know we did our job we got one in in at Oracle and yeah and 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 the, a lot of work ahead but we're they're going back to LA exactly where they want to be I I still am worried I'm worried about Darvin Darvinham's choice of guys uh because Rui had 21 tonight, and he was making shots, and you got to ride a couple of these roll guys and extend your rotation when, you know, whoever's hitting shots on any given night. Um, but I also would love to see the Lakers hoeing in on who I really think are their best five guys together. Um, and that for me unequivocally is AD LeBron, Vando, Reeves, and Schroeder. And I know like, you know, Part of the Lakers, the Lakers have a size advantage in this series, especially if Kayvon Looney's not himself, uh, but it's just an illness. So I assume Looney will be 100% at some point again in this series. But even with Looney, though, like, though, you know, we saw what AD was capable of against full Looney in game one. I don't know, though, if the Lakers should lean into the size advantage. They might be the better team. I Rui has, Rui has some of that, like, empty calorie, offense to his game and look he made four threes tonight like he was important I just don't Mm. think he's giving you a lot um besides the shooting but the shooting is really important
1: yeah I kind of disagree I think I've been pretty impressed with Rui throughout these playoffs um he had a few big performances in that Memphis series especially in that game one but he carried it through for a lot of that series yeah game one in this series he was efficient but they didn't play him very much and then tonight he came in and hit some shots he was honestly keeping them in it in the second quarter when a lot of the team looked pretty disinterested. Um, So I, I might look to play him a little bit more. If you play him, LeBron and AD, that is pretty imposing front line inside. And the Warriors just kind of don't have the big bodies to throw at those guys. Like if they're putting, you know, if they want to put Wiggins on LeBron and Draymond on AD, that means Rui can, can kind of, batter and bruise a, a much smaller defender, whether that's clay or if they try to hide pool on him or whoever it may be. So I think it's worth giving him some more of a look Vando. I agree. I mean, his defense in game one on Steph was awesome. The way he was chasing him around screens uh, tonight, it just seemed like the Lakers didn't come out with the requisite intensity and effort to kind of replicate that strategy from game one. Cause that's a defensive strategy that requires a lot of effort and mental focus, which they didn't seem to have tonight and but at the same time vando's presence does gum up their offense and this whole series i think is going to be kind of uh from the lakers side darvin ham doing a bit of a push and pull on how well the and if, if vanderbilt can knock down like two threes in a game that opens everything up but if he's not then he's kind of going between him and dlo for more offense or more defense uh and playmaking. Yeah. Because when LeBron is trying to post up with Davis and Vanderbilt in the game, he's looking at a very cr- crowded paint. It was a similar issue to what they faced in the Memphis series when uh, it's not quite Tillman and Jaron Jackson being in the middle. But still, you know, Draymond and some of the other Warriors defenders it just makes things more difficult for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said at the top. Now, 16 straight games where if the home team loses game one, they've come back and won game two. A lot of those were in blowout fashion. And I was thinking back through the games so far this playoffs where that's been the case. Home team drops game one, wins game two. And which game has been more indicative of the way the series has gone? And in all cases, this playoff so far, game one has been more indicative of where the series has gone than game two. Like in the Knicks-Cavs series, Knicks won kind of a nail-biter in game one. And then the Cavs absolutely smacked them in game two. And the Knicks went on to really establish themselves physically the rest of that series, like they did in game one. Um, Memphis Lakers, Lakers won game one, and they kind of, you know, went on to they didn't quite cruise to a win, but you know, it was a fairly comfortable six-game win. Um the one that oh, yeah, the one that wasn't quite as much was Suns Clippers, but Kawhi got hurt, so we'll never really know how that series would have gone had he not because I think it would have been a much more competitive series with a healthy Kawhi. Um, and then Milwaukee against Miami, that game one ended up being much more indicative than the game two where they just blitzed them with, you know, I think an 80-point half. Um, so, yeah, I mean, game three will be, I expect the atmosphere in LA to be crazy. The Warriors, I'm still not convinced uh, they're over their sort of road struggles from this year. That that first what? round series with that. Zach- I mean, that first round series with Sacramento, like how much of a road game is that? I know the environment in Sacramento is crazy, but they're not like traveling that far. I guess it's not like LA is that far either, but,
0: but I don't know, dude, they, 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 they stayed alive. They won the game that they, they put, they put themselves in a hole and and they won in Sacramento. I I wasn't there. I didn't get a great sense of it via TV screen, uh, that crowd, but that that's about as big a road win as there's been so far this season so I don't know I don't buy that the Warriors are uh road strugglers at this point I just I, I have too much faith in their culture but I think like the War the Lakers should be looking to goad the Warriors into more of these small lineups because that's where you get Gary Payton that's where you get Jordan Poole I feel like that's where the Warriors have been at a disadvantage it's when it's when the Warriors are able to play Wiggins, Draymond, Looney all at the same time that it feels like they're actually really physical and bigger than the heights on their roster would suggest. So was, was Peyton hurt today? Did he even play? He played eight minutes. Uh, he, okay. I think it was just like the game didn't need him. And I, he, yeah. he, was, he went in at the end of the third and they threw a hail Mary to LeBron that just went right out of bounds. and, and, Gary Payton went straight out and the crowd went crazy for him because it was kind of funny. Like he was in for half a possession and yeah, it was, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. The Lakers took their guys out. And so, yeah, Gary probably would have double digit minutes, but still a quieter game from him.
1: Yeah. I mean, what was so interesting about game one is both teams were kind of dealing with the same issue where they were dealing with these clogged paints because on the, when the Lakers had the ball, the Warriors kept Looney and Draymond in the paint because they didn't, Panny mind to Vanderbilt or Davis as shooters. And then when the Warriors had the ball, the Lakers just completely ignored Looney and Draymond. And one of my notes from game one is I think this is a series where I don't think the Warriors are gonna be able to play Looney and Draymond together yeah. for long stretches of time. Um just because the Lakers have so much size in their front court that they can really just completely take away the paint as an option when when Looney and Draymond are in the game together, because they're just not going to guard those guys. Um, And, you know, if, if they want to, they're going to try to chase Curry, Clay, and uh, Poole into mid-range shots and floaters. And if they win off of those, then so be it. That was kind of their strategy in game one. Um, So I was not surprised to see, well, I guess it's, it's hard to tell whether the Looney coming off the bench was because he was sick or if Kerr was kind of going to do that anyways it seemed like it was kind of a good excuse to do something that he might have been thinking about doing anyways yeah just getting a little bit more shooting on the floor um so yeah i'll be curious to see and i'll be and you know, i've seen a few games that the lakers have played against the warriors this year um because they uh, right after the trade deadline, they played him a few times in a row, and neither LeBron nor Curry played in those games. But Davis and Draymond did match up against each other, and Draymond held Davis in check for most of those games. And it was a little hard to tell whether it was just kind of Davis kind of floating around or if Draymond was actually kind of defending him well. Um, I know in previous playoff uh, clashes between the two, when Davis was in New Orleans, he had put up some pretty dominant performances. Um, But I mean, he can't in game one, he was the best player on the floor and he can be the best player in the series. in the, in the Rose colored glasses bit, I was sort of speaking as a warriors fan saying that Curry's the best player in the series. And he probably is the best player in the series, but um, Davis certainly is, is capable of rising to that level. Um, But all year, all playoffs long, well, maybe not all year, but all playoffs long and down the stretch of the season, Whenever the Lakers get into a position where they kind of have a leg up, they always let up. Like in the play-in game against Minnesota where they were down two starters and everyone thought the Lakers would just roll them, they came out and it was like really hard fought and they barely scraped it out. And then Memphis, the game where they didn't have John Morant and the Lakers were up 1-0, they kind of let up and Memphis rolled them in that game. Um, Yeah. So they definitely have a way of doing that.
0: I think – if I were a Warriors fan, I'd want to throw in the towel on having four shooters on the floor for extended periods of time, just because that isn't the way that it's one of the paradoxes of this dynasty is like outside of the couple best shooters of all time. It's sometimes hard for them to scrape together other floor spacers because Draymond needs to play at all times in the playoffs. Uh, the genius that he is. And so... I think like one. I want D, I want Divincenzo playing thirty five minutes a night in this series. I I think Divincenzo uh, he shoots with confidence, but shooting isn't his bread and butter. It, you know he has some Josh Hart qualities to him. He's a great rebounder. Uh, he's a feisty defender. He doesn't have all the physical gifts uh, on on defense, but he's just like so cerebral. And uh, yeah, I would I I would like them to move away from pool and and really walk in on that six, which is the you know. The the Splash Brothers Wiggins Looney Draymond and Divincenzo like I if I were a Warriors fan that those would be the six guys that I'd be riding and dying with uh, down down the stretch in this series.
1: Yeah, I never would have thought at the beginning of the year with the way the Lakers' year started that when the playoffs rolled around they might have more rotation pieces that I trusted than the Warriors would. Um, But I do think they have more options than the warriors do um i thought coming out of game one that if i were a warriors fan i would be a bit concerned that they made 40 percent of their 53s had a pretty low turnover game by their standards the rebounding battle was pretty much a draw yeah and they still lost and it would have they had like a big run at the end to kind of make it a close game um but then you know they came right back in game two and hit and that 23s again they hit 23s in both games one yeah. and two which um i mean usually when you hit 23s you're gonna win the game um so
0: yeah and to darvin's to darvin's credit like sometimes you do have to put these streaky offensive role players on the floor so that you don't lose them because guys need minutes to find their confidence shooting and there was a time when Nasir Little was a fun young piece for the Blazers. and I think that he was a little bit defensively clueless for a few weeks early this season. he was battling injuries and Chauncey just he Chauncey benched him. And suddenly the shooting went with it. And sometimes I'm hard on on these coaches for playing guys like Poole, like Rui like Delo, these these streaky offensive role players. But, I I understand the argument for continuing to give pool minutes because you he, you can't let his confidence evaporate. You're going to need him to make shots
1: going forward for game three. I mean, wow. Davis and LeBron combined for one free throw tonight. Yeah, um, zero free throws Lebr- for LeBron. Yeah, LeBron had I mean, an encouraging thing for LeBron is that he's he kind of rediscovered his jumper in this game because he'd been yep. going through a very prolonged shooting slump. Um, but he also seemed like he was determined to see if he could score 30 without touching the restricted area. And clearly, I think I'm. LeBron was under 30 minutes. AD was around 33 minutes. They played them both pretty heavy minutes in game one. So I think once they saw the game was spiraling out of reach, probably going into the game, they thought, if we can keep these guys' minutes down, Especially because this one thing that does lean the Warriors way, I think, is the schedule of this series where it's going to be every game is every other day, even when they travel back and forth between sites like it's only one day off before in L.A. and then every other day from there on out. So I think that leans the Warriors way a little bit more just with LeBron dealing with this foot injury. Um, It seems like. I mean, no doubt he doesn't have the same explosiveness that he had when he was younger and even that he had earlier this season when he's been dealing with this foot injury. Seems like he really has to summon a lot of strength in those moments when he wants to go to the basket. Um, And I I think, I mean, the Warriors did just come off a long series, but, you know, Steph is incredibly well-conditioned, even though he's in his mid-30s and and they have some – slightly younger legs at least than ad and lebron well ad isn't that old but he sort of seems old um yeah yeah and and ad is probably he's gonna have probably another game like that game one where he looks like the best player on the court and then he might have another game like tonight where he looks like kind of disinterested and then it's whatever what happens in those other few games that might decide the series
0: yeah side note like jared vanderbilt could would be such A valuable piece he I mean he's already real a really good player but if he could just figure out how to get to 30 upper 30s wide open threes he shot two tonight he made one he was like 32% this year and obviously the Warriors are fine with Jared Vanderbilt threes right now but he the one he made tonight I was like His shot doesn't look so bad like you know ad is at this point is not a three-point shooter we just have to accept that he he no longer even tries them which is a good thing uh yeah and lebron was like 18 percent from three coming into this game on on like 50 attempts throughout the playoffs so yeah shooting is even more of an issue for the lakers uh from three than it is for the warriors among their ancillary guys yeah
1: seems like we should probably mention clay thompson uh he had an awesome game too. I believe he's now the record holder for most playoff games with eight plus threes. I think I saw that in the post game. Um, and he sort of just had that look from the beginning where his shots weren't coming close to touching the rim. Yeah. Um, and you know, when he's going like that for the warriors, they're really tough to beat. Cause when you, cause Curry's pretty much always going to be at the same level clay since his injuries, his numbers average out to about what his career numbers were, but it tends to fluctuate a lot more between the, the hots and the colds. Yeah. Um, So, and he might be very motivated playing down in LA too, as a Southern California guy and his dad played for the Lakers. I could see him having a big game down there. I was joking with uh, my brother that uh, AD got to LeBron too a little bit too late in LeBron's career because he seems to have picked up on a lot of the like pacing habits that LeBron has where he really kind of feels out playoff series and yeah. and, um, in his later career kind of tries to really conserve his energy until he absolutely needs to use it. And AD does that on sort of a more macro level, like game to game, um, in a way that LeBron does now as well. But, yeah, I think <clears throat> I, I sort of Game 3 because I think they're going to get a big boost from their home crowd yeah, And I think, I mean, typically in these playoffs, AD has responded very well after one of these poor games. We have a few examples of it now. So I, I expect them to get that. I expect um, the Warriors probably to not make 23s again, like they did the first two games in, um, in the crypt. Mm-hmm. And assuming if the Lakers do win game three, I mean, honestly, regardless, game four is going to be an absolute uh bloodbath because it'll be the difference between probably a short series and a long one but yeah and I expect this one to be long and yeah I tend to agree with you that the longer the series goes the more I favor the Warriors just because I can see LeBron and AD breaking down a little bit more and I trust Steph and some of the Warriors younger legs to to maintain As I, with home court that helps as well
0: yeah i think at the beginning of this game draymond had a couple just clear path to the rim drives like the lakers did the okay we're just gonna go full matador because we want to make draymond a scorer and i think they should be careful with that because obviously it makes sense like draymond taking shots is is something you like when you play the warriors but they had such they had such a psychological edge in game one just like nothing at the rim was going AD was a complete vacuum and I think that it does something to the work, to the makeup of the warriors when Draymond is an absolute zero as a score. And if you let him just get some confidence to, you know, run the play action, let, you know, take the ball to himself to the basket. I think it just makes, it makes things a little bit more uh, loose and fun for the warriors. And I think like, The Lakers and AD should take pride in keeping Draymond to single digit points. I I don't know. There was just, there was a softness. I was like, I get, I get the strategy, like completely sag off of Draymond. He's uncomfortable finishing at the rim. His package is very limited. Um, But you can't give open layups to a guy. I think it just sets a, a poor tone for the night.
1: Yeah. I mean, you want Draymond shooting, but you don't want him getting uncontested dunks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and end of the second quarter, there was a play where Draymond got it rolling down the lane and D'Angelo Russell was on one block and LeBron was on the other block, and neither of them took a step, and they both just watched as Draymond ran down the middle of the paint for a dunk. Um with the with the adjustment of starting of keeping Looney on the bench, um I so the Lake, I wasn't sure whether the Lakers would put Davis on Draymond after the Warriors made that switch, because when you put him on Draymond, it means he's going to be involved in all the screening actions, yeah. and that led to all of these like four-on-threes or honestly one-on-zeros where Draymond would catch the ball on the roll and just have a completely uncontested path to the lane. So uh, assuming the Warriors roll with that small lineup again, I... If I were Darwinham, <clears throat> I would probably not have Davis on Draymond. Um, I might put him on whoever their weakest shooter is. So like Jermichael Green, or if they decide not to go with Jermichael and instead go with Looney again. Well, if they go with Looney again, that makes things easy. But if you know, if they go with Kaminga, I'd put him on Kaminga. If they go with um honestly anybody who's
0: not uh, I wouldn't put him on put him on, on Gary on. Payton.
1: Put him on Gary Payton. Or on, even if it's Moody, like Moody's a good shooter, yeah. but I'd still you want to keep AD as close to the basket as possible and just gonna to try to kind of zone up on those other areas because when he's guarding Draymond, um it's it's too easy to bring him away from the basket. And then once he's away from the basket, the Lakers defense is kind of hamstrung because LeBron, he can summon the energy for blocks every now and then, but in general he's not the sort of secondary rim protector that he used to be. And their second longest guy Vanderbilt is out chasing Steph around. So that just leaves D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves to, to try to clean up messes on the backside, which isn't going to happen. So whatever they can do to keep AD as close to the basket as possible, I think should be their plan for going forward in the series.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, The Lakers have to try to muck this series back up and bring everything inside, clog the lanes. I think lean into your defensive ceiling. That that I think is this team's strength right now. And if you're the Warriors, um, play the math game. Shoot a bunch of threes. I think if this becomes into if this becomes a three point shooting fest, like the Warriors have to be have an advantage. And it, it's been it's been a fun clash of styles. Game two was lame, uh, but this this Lakers L A stand is going to be pretty damn fun. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace. I do like being right. (laughs) Ask my ex husband. Happens every time. (laughs) 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 Uh, There's a reason it's ex, huh?